0: We're totally recording.
1: Are we right now? <coughs> yeah. Okay, then. I don't need to see <laughs> I don't need to see for a podcast, so we're fine.
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I guess. I guess you don't need to see. No. If uh, it's crazy, Nobody man.
1: knows I forgot my pants. I hope
0: you're wearing pants. you right at my house. <laughs> One could only hope.
1: <laughs> this is, uh, This is a thing. This is. So... We need something to talk about. Yes. So right now, I look out your window, although it might be kind of dark out. There are two Honda Elements outside. (laughs) Outside of this specific window? Outside of this specific (laughs) window, but not the other window I was looking out of previously. Oh, okay. What is your take on your new car?
0: I love my Honda Elements. Uh, It is probably one of the coolest cars I've ever
1: seen on the road. Okay, but now what year? Okay, so this is right now we're in 2021, and what year is this car? This car is a 03,
0: the very first gen of the Honda Elements, I might say, an original masterpiece.
1: And what made you decide to buy one of these? Uh,
0: after you moved all the stuff from our old house into this house we're currently in with your Honda Element, I was like, wait a minute, there's a lot of space in this car, and I can put my electric bike in there now and my camera equipment
1: and I know you want to talk about electric bike but we can wait for that for later but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah but what so far what have you done with this car you when you got it it was pretty much I mean for the most part working
0: yeah it was it was working for the most part um, but when I when I bought it I found it on Facebook marketplace it had a listing showing that the shift solenoid had failed um, that's what the woman I bought it from said, and she said her mechanic recommended a replacement of the solenoid. So I was like, oh great. And I immediately went on YouTube and started looking up videos on what a solenoid is and where it is. And that's, that's how I got there.
1: Can, can you share with us non-car people what is a solenoid?
0: Uh, so there's, this a difference between these and I, I don't fully understand all of it. But there is an actual component of the transmission that has different parts for your gears. And for the Honda, it'll be like A, B, C, E, for example, right? And A, B, C will be like first, second, third gear, fourth gear, whatever. And then E will be like your park or whichever else, right? <clears throat> so, um, for specifically for my car, it was the shift pressure... Plate is like a basically it's like what pushes the gears in. So what had failed was the pressure plate. So the cylinders themselves were actually okay. They're like underneath the transmission, but the actual plate that pushes the gears in when you change when you're accelerating that had failed. And it's it's something that um you can't really find unless you take the cylinder out and test it with electrical current to see if it actually. Makes a different sound. But what... Uh, I, I, I kind of got fed up because I didn't think I knew enough about cars. I work in computers mostly and camera stuff. So cars I did not know enough about. So I took the opinion of my trusted... Uh, tech. What, what are they called? Auto tech? Um, mechanic. Mechanic, thank you. <laughs> of my mechanic and I took his... Opinion at face value and he replaced the wrong solenoid pressure part And charged me 150 dollars for it and he charged me What 200 or so dollars for the radiator and then he charged me three hundred dollars of labor So I paid seven hundred dollars for what I didn't actually need at the time to get the car going which fueled this whole like my family has this whole thing where it's like, oh, really? Like, you can't do this or whatever. And it's like, oh, really? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. So um, I was still thinking it was the solenoid to the pressure plate. I'd seen it on videos. So I went to a, uh, a transmission place in Vienna. And they have a good reputation and everything. And they looked at the transmission and they told me that it, uh, it was going to need to be rebuilt. And that was going to be $3,800. The element only cost me $3,500. So that wasn't happening. So uh, I found this out while I was on a hike with one of my friends. Um, So I was just like, oh, oh, whatever. I'm on top of this hill. I'll talk about it when I get down from the hill. And then that night I decided just to buy the part from Honda. (laughs) The part itself was like $300, but I bought all the components of it. And then um, on my first day off, I put it in the car and when I put it in, I took it for a drive and it did not clunk. The issue with with, when something goes bad, the issue is it clunks changing gears and that clunk is like a really hard like hit. Kind of like somebody hit you, rear ended you,
1: but it comes from the front of the car. (laughs) So it literally is like it's like kind of like throw the car off kind of forward a bit, or is it like someone to hit you with a hammer? Like like if someone <laughs> it's, like it's like a jerk. It's like a jerk. Yeah, it feels like it feels like you're
0: you're being jerked forward, okay. but
1: it, and it, it's really
0: uncomfortable because it happens again when it goes back down into gear. So so you're going up into gear and it happens, and you're slowing down to a light, and then it, the car pulls again when it slows down. So it's it's really startling, and um, the woman I bought it from, she was like. She was she was talking about it and I was like, don't worry about it, whatever. Cuz it's like this weird thing of like fake confidence where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can figure out what this is. But then this like doubt that I can figure it out, and that doubt is what makes me, you know, have to look for a professional quote unquote, I'm air quoting here, a professional opinion on stuff. But one one thing I found out is um all the stuff that I've learned literally, about, like, my career and the stuff I'm doing right now came from online. 99% from YouTube. Like, even working at Apple and stuff and working on phones, I figured all that stuff out from figuring it out online or just taking it apart itself. So, it was never, like, I don't know. I I think the idea of, like, a professional, like, being a professional in a role is not really, like, as mystifying as it used to be. We're, like, you felt like somebody knew their craft. Now it's just kind of like I know enough to get a job, and that's it. And all these people before who did not know this, like the first place I placed a ticket to, they work on Hondas and jap and Japanese cars, and they had no idea what it was. They didn't even place the right part. Um, so, yeah, I have a I have a slight distrust of uh,
1: mechanics right now. Well, you you said that you went on like YouTube and found out this part. Have you done engine work before? Oh no, I've never done engine work. I think
0: the most I've done is replace the spark plugs or the brakes and change the oil. Ryan helped me change the oil. Ryan, Our friend Ryan helped me change the oil one time.
1: Uh, That's the most I've ever done. And you had described to me earlier today that when you replaced this part after watching the YouTube video, you did not have a line of sight to this part. Yeah, so you're you, literally blindly unscrewing something in the engine.
0: Yeah, so the good thing is is I work in a data center, right, like for on servers and stuff. So it's not like I'm, like, unfamiliar with tools and stuff, um, but I couldn't see this component. Uh, I, I could see it, but I couldn't, like, fit my head in, down to actually look at it. Um, so instead of taking everything apart because that would take way too much time, and who has time for that, um, I... The car was the engine was cold so i just put my hand on where the cylinder was and i found that out by finding the owner's manual and the um service manual online and that manual had a complete diagram of what it is and what parts control what parts of the transmission and whatnot which you'd think any transmission shop or mechanic shop would have but whatever Uh, and then i put my hand on that and i felt there were six nuts so I just kind of felt for the nuts and had the wrench in my hand and just put it on when I felt it. It took, it took some time and I had to lean over the car bent over my wrist was kind of fucked up the next day, but after it worked, I, all feelings of pain left my body and I felt amazing.
1: And it, you fixed it after yeah. you were told by multiple mechanics that that wasn't the issue. Yes. That's so crazy.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. It's definitely like a weird confidence thing, you know. Like it's the dumb thing where you're like, I can fix anything now, but that's not the case at all. But you know, like, you feel like you can. And uh, since then, I've just been watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos on the elements, issues with the element, what can be replaced. I had a uh, Volkswagen Beetle a long time ago that needed a exhaust and stuff, and at the time I was like. 15 and I did I was way too scared to to touch any of this stuff So I ended up selling that car um, Because I heard the word welding they're like you have to weld the exhaust and stuff on I was like I am NOT welding shit but looking at this car, you know um, You can unscrew everything the entire exhaust, you know, so that's the thing about, like, what I found about, like, Hondas specifically and a lot of JDM or Japanese cars is that you can unscrew and un- unbolt stuff. You don't really need to have crazy things like some of European cars have. And yeah, so de- definitely, like, a confidence booster for me. I've been doing a lot of other stuff with the car now and looking into, like, shit I can take care of myself instead of just relying on the opinion of a technician, going to a junkyard and finding parts for the car and stuff like that versus trying, like, having to only think new stuff is the best. Yeah. Well, because
1: then, you know, like, if it breaks, you can just replace the component yourself and not have to hire somebody. Exactly.
0: And especially, to me, it's kind of like, the only thing I, re- I really don't fuck with is the transmission, which the element still has a leak, which I think is from a hose. Um, somewhere in the car. So that's like a whole new thing that I'm like, I might look into the host thing, but I also might just get second like, opinion on it. Um, but the 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 thing about like figuring this stuff out is just making sure that it's to a, a certain comfort level. Like making sure you can always undo shit. Worst case scenario, the solenoid failed. My I failed at installing it, and at that time I would. use my insurance that I have to tow the car to a place that could put it on for me or I would sell the car for parts or whichever else like there's always another option
1: so there should be no there should be no fear that fear in you trying to do it okay now I want to add something though that you at this very moment though you do physically own two cars Yes. If that car was your only car, do you think you'd have this much confidence? that worst case scenario, my car is getting towed.
0: No, because <laughs> that'd be terrible. Because if it was my only car, then it's then it's like, oh crap! Now I gotta pay for a rental car and all this other stuff. So yeah, the confidence definitely comes from the fact that I know, oh shit, I fucked up. I can just leave this, you know, until I'm ready to deal with it again, <laughs> and I can get in my Kia Forte and like just drive away. Like I don't have to think about. I don't have to think about it being, like, a serious issue. But I think that's, like, to me, that's the only way you really have fun learning to do stuff is when it's not something that's, like, that serious. Back in the day, like, when I was taking apart PSPs, it's because I had an extra PSP to take apart, not because I was taking apart my PSP. Like, oh, it broke? Oh, yeah, can I get this? Let me see if I can do something with it. And I just, like, there's no expectation. It's already broken. I just take it apart, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But, like, I learned how to do stuff from that. And I think it's how most people learn to do stuff.
1: A lot of hands-on learning. That's that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, sure. you know, like a, a lot of big hands-on learning.
1: I have a lot to learn from you, as I for you have a 2003 element. I have an 5 I've had it since it was new. When it's like in almost 16 years. A long time. And although I've replaced electronic components, being more from the electronic side of things, engines. Are scary to me still. They're very intimidating. So, I think I just need to uh, to watch more videos. And for those of you, just in general, my car's air conditioning. The compressor actually died about four four and a half years ago, in the middle of summer. <laughs> that long? Four years ago. It was four years ago. Yeah. And oh, I I discovered this because I was driving up near uh, College Park, Maryland, on the freeway in the middle of summer with my, what I thought was my AC, quotations, AC mm-hmm. on full blast and I was driving and I noticed that I was getting really hot and sweaty. So of course I turned up the AC to get more, you know, more air and I started realizing it was feeling very warm in my car mm-hmm. and this is the summer, right? In the DC metro area and I rolled on the window and realized it was colder outside than it was in my car and um and then since then i've not had air conditioning that's and a problem it is well i've noticed that as long as if the car if i am stuck at a light or i'm stuck behind a car it is awful because you literally are just i feel like you're just sitting in like just sticking to your seats and you're like just sitting in in like and like like moisture and like just the wetness of your own sweat.
0: It's kind of like going to the pool and then getting out of the pool and having a towel wrapped around you, and you're just are still wet sweatpants. Yes, and then you feel the itchy and like
1: uncomfortable feeling you Yes, but the only thing here is that the humidity is what adds to the heat. I mean, don't get me wrong; it does get warm here, mm-hmm. but the air itself is might be you know seventy-eight, eighty-five. An extreme to maybe low nineties, but the minute you get like some airflow and you're driving, it's very easily feels like it's like ten to fifteen degrees less. Yeah, and what are you comparing this to? I'm comparing this to the desert. Um, I my car previously, before I moved out here, I was in Las Vegas, and it was not abnormal to get um, burned from the A, the seatbelt of your car. <laughs> Be Holy the crap. steering wheel, see the dashboard of your car, and don't even get me started about leather seats, because those were like, here's a frying pan, have a seat. When the seatbelt turns against you. Yeah, you have to, what you would do is if you were, you know, <coughs> your kids, you're wearing shorts, right? And you, before you sat down, you would pull your shorts as far down your leg as possible, so it wasn't skin contact to the leather seat. Oh my gosh. Because that would not feel good.
0: But a different type of heat, though. Yes, and, no you, and, you,
1: and you'd sit and you'd like sit really up straight without your back touching the back of the seat, and you slowly kind of like lean back into it, hoping you weren't gonna burn yourself. And you kind of like lean into it and you're like, you know, like you're kind of jumping into a jacuzzi or hot water or something, and you're like a little bit at a time, you know, you're like, okay, nope, nope, too hot, okay. You're kind of doing that, leaning back into the seat and hoping you're okay.
0: See, I couldn't thrive in that type of environment that's way too hot. <laughs> way too hot. I can barely do with the humidity heat, but let alone, I
1: don't know. But you're not sweating, which is not as, I mean, I don't, maybe to you that's normal, but to me it's not. Hmm. Um, and the first summer that I was here, I literally thought I was sick. Because I was going, I'm not doing anything. I'm standing in one spot, oh my and my God. body is sweating profusely. <laughs> I must have a fever. There's something physically wrong with me. So I'd go home. You know, you go inside. Now you're in air conditioning. You know, it's still humid, but you're inside. And you, and you take a shower because you're like, oh, my God, I need to calm down. There's something wrong with me. And you like go and lay in bed, and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't feel ill. And of course, since you showered, you're cooled off because you take a colder shower, you know, and you're wondering what's going on, You and you're just, like, cooling off. And you realize you're fine. And now you have a day off of work because you thought you were sick. It was great. (laughs) That's how it works. A lot of sick days (laughs) used. I think I did, like, three times when I came out here because I didn't know what like humidity felt like. I think it's kind of funny that, like,
0: if you never experience a certain environment, you're like, oh, obviously something must be Terribly wrong, but it's, your body's just like, now that I'm just reacting to this different change that's happening. But in your mind, you're like, I have no idea what this change
1: is and why it's happening. It's kind of fucking freaky. Yeah, I'm, I'm like talking to a co worker, like, look at me, I'm sick, look how bad this is. And they're like, um, oh, okay, look, I'm all wet. And they probably thought I was exaggerating until they saw I was being serious. <laughs> They're like, oh, Trent,
0: such a funny joke. Ah, oh wait, you serious. He's crying yeah. in the corner. I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. He's freaking out. He got a corner. Catatonic. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, but that that's like the very big difference to like, in like England or wherever else, where a lot of the times they, they don't even have AC. So like, so I'm, I I get, coming from here, coming from the East Coast, in summer. Where it's very humid, and you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like it doesn't matter if you're in the shade, you're just hot regardless. And then going over there or going even to California, where like the weather is just not as it's like dry. And I definitely prefer dry heat, but I, I don't know if I could do the no no AC at all thing because hot is hot regardless, you know. Like there's different types of heat, but if the sun's on me. Or coming through a window, and I'm sitting at a cafe or something like that, and there's no AC. I, I've been baby, you know. I've been babied my entire life. <laughs> I'm a fragile, I'm a fragile person when it comes to heat. Like, I used to get heat headaches all the time as a kid. So, I mean, I don't know if you have any of the same I,
1: afflictions. <laughs> I've, had, I've had, I haven't had heat headaches, but I have gotten dehydrated really badly on two or three different occasions, and you have to really, really, really watch your water intake. When you're in a dry climate because you're not sweating why because you are sweating, but it's evaporating so fast You don't realize it. Oh. and you dehydrate very quickly And most people who are not used to the dry heat and, the, and the, the dryness of the air forget to drink water So you're saying out of the two humidity is safer Humidity is you are more aware of the amount of liquid you're losing as well as the liquid that decides to attach itself to your body from the air um, so, you're definitely more aware of it, I would say. Whereas Dang. in the desert, you don't seem to be as aware. Dang. And um, I guess i end up thinking about just a good, like, roll into the next part. But so much, you know, windows down, everything's fine. Because when the car's moving, everything's good. But Brood 10 cicadas, when my windows roll down, <laughs> I am not looking forward to this. Because I do not like cicadas. Maybe you just need to get closer with them so you can grow to love them. I don't know. I don't think so. It's like it's like <laughs> trying to get close to a screaming baby. Are you saying you'll never love a well, baby that screams? No. <laughs> okay. The baby will eventually <laughs> stop screaming at you. The cicada, it's... Fi- it's- its only mission is to scream until I'm, someone gives attention. I'm pretty sure Cicada's
0: lifespan is literally the entire summer. So yeah. you're talking about three Yeah, so that Cicada's
1: like, entire life, it's screaming at you. At least this is an adult stage. I'd say it's above ground life, because underground, I think it's screaming. I mean, I hope not. If, if it was, you wouldn't hear it. But maybe it is. And it's another thing, like, when you have, like, like, hey, you're okay, cool. Hey, there's a... There's a bee, let's say, hanging out on a flower, right? Mm-hmm. And you walk past it. The bee might, like, buzz and tick off because it doesn't want to be anywhere near you. That's one thing. Like, oh, cool, there's a bee. It's leaving me alone. The cicada, I would wish it would just, like, hang on the wall. I walk right by. No problems. Just stay quiet. I'm gone. It's the random point that it goes... <laughs> <laughs> It's like playing pinball with mean, <laughs> everything around it, and it's usually my body. And that is very startling. All while it's yelling, of course. It's doing its scream, deafening noise.
0: Like, I don't, I don't mean to... I'm not trying to minimize this, but there's something really hilarious about you hating cicadas so much. I have no idea why, but I guess it's just something... It's like one of the most random things. Like, you know, you know, I understand now. I get it. It's because you go outside and hike and stuff in the summer... And I definitely don't do those things, so you probably run. Into, you probably sorry, cicadas probably run into you more
1: often, okay. because of that. So you think that if I was hiking, I'd like bugs more. It's not the other way around, and it has nothing to do with that. My first time, I first I had never ever seen a cicada in my life. Uh, I used to hear them in the trees in Vegas. They'd, you'd have like one or two. It wouldn't be that many. And one time I was, we had, a, we just had said one tree in our front yard, um, and. I remember just seeing this giant fly on the tree, which of course to the time was like, I didn't know horse flies get that big. I mean they're pretty big, but they're not like like I'm probably not my hands like think it's like iPhone, <laughs> iPhone size. No, you know, but you yes, you don't know, but this is a gigantic fly. And at first I thought literally I was imagining it. I was like, there's no way there's like a giant fly in this tree like that. Because I didn't know what... like I said, again, I didn't know what a cicada looked like. And I went and found the a tool to try to poke it to see what it was. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be a hockey stick I had found in my garage. So I came running out, I have friends with me, you know, and I'm getting this hockey stick and I'm trying to reach him and I can't reach him, he's up in the tree. And I kind of go and I tap him with a hockey stick. And of course, not knowing it, it makes the bzzz noise, starts freaking out, flies towards me. I'm startled that what just happened and I'm running down the street screaming while this kid is chasing me and bumping into me repeatedly. So, no, it didn't harm me physically, I'm the, I'm but it terrified me I'm by the surprise attack that I was not expecting at the age that I was, which might have been like eight.
0: You know, you know what's hilarious about this is that you talk about how like this kid surprised attacked you, but it shouldn't have been a surprise because you poked it with a stick.
1: I didn't know what it was. <laughs> You know, like, like if you, I if you see a lizard on the wall and you poke it, it runs and hides under a rock and it goes away from you. This cicada was coming at me, not away. Okay, okay,
0: let's change the ant, the creature here. You wouldn't poke a fucking, like, animal, like a tiger or something in the wild. As a kid, if you didn't know what it was, oh, thing looks,
1: like looks like my dog. It, it, oh, it's a, it's a hyena or something? You wouldn't go poke it, right? All right, but let's say you've never seen like a cicada before. I thought it could have been dead. I had no idea. I thought it was because you know, I although I had never seen a cicada alive, I had seen the their like their the molt yeah left behind, mm-hmm. and I knew what that was. But I never knew that. I mean, obviously now we're like, oh, it molts and it grows these wings. But as a kid, I was like, this is what a cicada looks like, and then it turns into something else. And what that something else is is that buzzing noise in the tree. So it turns into whatever was doing that. But I had never actually seen what that was. <laughs> I'm so. just saying, I, I, I'm not surprised the
0: cicada freaked out. It's probably sitting there chilling, thinking about its life, like, ah oh, yeah, oh, the life of a cicada, a symbol life. Bam, I know where Hockey 6 hit, hitting it. And it's like, oh, shit. And it's freaking out. And then it's blind, so then it's trying to freaking fly Fly away or something. It's it chucked you. Maybe you had a certain scent or something. It's like, oh, I think the bugs just like to find me Okay, that's what well it is. I look, I don't disagree there part of the reason I don't like going outside during summer is because bugs find me and they fly in My ears my eyes my mouth all the time. They're always around my head Since I was a kid my mom's like, it's because you're sweet. and I'm like, I don't I don't want to be sweet
1: I don't yeah. want you know, I don't I don't need these bugs around me. I have bugs always seem to find and land somewhere on my upper torso, somewhere always. I had, I was back in Vegas. Um, I was with my dad and my sister. My dad had we were I was in the car with my dad and we were picking up my sister from a friend's house. And I think it was like a sleepover. And I didn't really want to get out of the car to go, you know. My dad's like, I want to go pick them up in the house. I was like, I don't want to go inside. I'm going to stay in the car. So my dad's like, okay. And it's like springtime. So my dad normally just leaves, you know, like you leave the keys in the car and rolls the windows down. And he goes inside. I'm just sitting in the passenger seat. It's my own business. I think I don't, not a phone, I don't think, maybe. Just kind of just hanging out. And I heard this like, and I was like, well, that was weird. What is that? I'm looking around, going, "What was that that has whizzed past my ear?" And I'm looking. Remember, I'm in the car still, and I look straight down, and there's a bug on my chest staring <laughs> up at me. And I, I, don't, I don't know exactly because my reaction was so fast, but it almost looked like a tarantula hawk. It was one of those black ant-looking things with like golden or yellowish. I say golden, like orange wings. Hmm. And I look down when. I ah, like knocked it into the seat, and literally, I don't know if I opened the door or if I just jumped out the window. I really have no you idea. Jumped out the window? No, no I, I opened the door, but <laughs> no, I might as well have just jumped out the window. And I completely freaked out, and then I just stood outside until my dad and my sister returned. <laughs> you still and, have, you, you have the bug to go yes, to your car? <laughs> I literally freaked out. <laughs> uh, and my dad came back, and I was like, there's a bug in the car! And my dad pretty much first didn't believe me and he's like opening the door. He said, There's nothing in here. I'm like, but it's in there. So he finally pulled the seat back and I think he found it. I don't remember what he did, but if he dispatched it or if he just knocked it out of the car. (coughs) That was that was only one of incidents. This okay, this even in the past I don't even know. Um, I've only lived in my current apartment for six months. Mm. Okay. And my apartment has a roof. You've been there. see the, the rooftop view. It's really nice to look yeah. see the you know see like a, a McLean area,
0: like a nighttime view
1: thing place. So I was up there, and for whatever reason, uh, one I would say this one particular night there was this giant praying mantis. I actually like praying mantises. They look creepy, but I kind of like them as long as they don't fly at me. Again, comes back down to if you will keep to yourself, you can stay there. <laughs> if you fly around towards me, around me, at me. You, excuse me, you gotta go. So, we see this giant praying mantis, and there are some friends, and I'm like, I'm like, quarter of my eye, staring at it. And my friends that are with me are like, trying to, can see you're very paranoid about this praying mantis being here. And I'm like, well, yeah. Because somehow, it will find me. And I made this joke that it was going to find me. And it went away, and it went around the corner, and it was out of sight, out of mind. And we keep talking. We're doing a conversation. And... Just like the Trench Lock story, I hear, Bzzz! and I look down, and there it is on my chest again. <laughs> From nowhere to me. And there was like three of us out here, and it was not even in my eyes. It had gone around the corner, and I went, ah, and again, phew, knocked it off, and again, what, I'm 31 years old, and I'm freaking out, because a, a praying mantis came <laughs> out I didn't, like, do the, I mean, you have people around you, so you don't, like, freak you out. You're just like, ah, and then you stand up. And you pretend like you just wanted to stretch, you know, and then you just kind of stand there and look around, and then and then to be like, yeah, man, that uh, is that, this that, because there that were that no wind, came out. There
0: me. were no windows to jump out of. Is that That was know? it. Or actually, well,
1: <laughs> I mean, there was a railing and uh, and maybe a, a f- thirteen or fourteen foot drop. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's no windows. No, no windows. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, th- again, I. Align with you <laughs> on the uh, on the the bugs. I, I don't like bugs. I it, there's no but there's no specific bug that I don't like. Like cicadas, are like you know. Don't fuck with me. I don't mm-hmm. fuck with you. The you know the the eighteen leg w- bugs that you had at your old apartment yeah. the
1: little centipede I mean, how, oh, don't get me started how centipedes those things creep me out they're, they they are terrifying it's worse because they're nocturnal so it's like they get you while you're the most vulnerable you know yeah, you're asleep that's like that's almost like something that only attacks you on the toilet you know like you're like <laughs> why did you find me here and and it's like and it was crazy because at the time I mean I obviously you know I have my roommate at the time. Um, she would not see the. I mean, she would see them, but never as much as me. Yeah. And she, but she also went to bed way earlier than I did. So it could have been that she didn't have as many in her room versus mine. She'd find them in her bathroom. She'd find them in other rooms. But it was like they, they always for me, they always would come out like one in the morning. <laughs> and and it, I remember one. I I used to go to bed like eleven thirty midnight, and it was always like you know it's like midnight and like falling asleep trying to close your eyes and it's like. That horror movie when you got like the flickering and your eyes were open and closed and then you blink and you open your eyes and there's something there in front of you. Yeah. And that's what would I would just see this little thing in the corner of my room, up in the corner, and I'd be like, ah and I have white walls, so it like stands out. Yeah. And even with the lights out, you can see the shadow of these little things, these creatures like the aliens on the wall and creep me out. <laughs> <laughs> and it got to a point where like I couldn't go to sleep right away because I'm like, well, I don't care if it's midnight, give it one more hour, they'll show up. I got to get rid of them um, because I have one that crawled in my bed with me the the night. And I had another one where I physically watched it come down the wall and across the floor towards my bed while I was laying there. Fuck that. And pretty much when that happens, <laughs> I have to find a shoe and I have to chase it because those things, they disappear, I, dude. They disappear. So I actually did. I was, I read up on these because I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm not condoning killing centipedes. Centipedes actually, I never, for the entire time I was in the apartment, saw a single cockroach. Because how centipedes kill roaches, they kill spiders, they kill all these other bugs. And although, if you want to get technical, like centipedes do, they are... I don't want to say toxic, but they have like the poisonous bite if they were attacking their prey. Mm-hmm. But it's, they can't, they don't harm humans that way. But sounds like, oh, like a red mark. They don't, they generally stay away from humans. Um, so they do good things for people who don't, you know, who don't care. They don't have diseases or anything. But it, I just don't like some alien looking creepy creature thing that when it sees me takes off yeah and i saw i think you you have to research you have to know your enemy right so (laughs) you research and you have to know your enemy really well and i think someone had even said that like like centipedes are really clean and they'll be on their wall and they'll take their 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 front feelers and they'll go over and they'll clean each individual leg that they have Mm -hmm. and if you interrupt that process they'll freeze and when you leave they will Continue where they left off. It's not like they start over. They remember where they were before you interrupted them. So, I I think the intent of that was like these creatures are, you know, they are they're majestic. Ma- they're majestic. And what I saw was these things know more about you than you know of them. Oh my gosh. And that just made it more creepy. I think you're watching too many movies, Trent. Right? That might be. It's also possible. <laughs> wait, wait, too many movies.
0: Speaking of which, have you seen any of the? Uh... Marvel shows
1: on Disney Plus. I know you would asked me that
0: multiple uh, times, Trey. <laughs> I even put WandaVision in front of your so face.
1: I was literally over here. Yeah. So those of you who don't know, I, I, don't get hooked on TV shows that much because I don't want. How do I say this? If I watch, if I get into a show, I'm like one of those people who have to binge watch everything. Mm-hmm. And a to be continued is not an acceptable ending to a show. So if a show has just come out, and it's like, here's an episode this week. Stay tuned for next week. I'm like, well, screw you guys. I'm out. Because now I feel like they have like the power over me of like my time, which annoys me so much. So what I usually would do if there was a show I really want to watch, i wait for an entire season or a second season or a third season. And then eventually one day I'll play it on Netflix or something, and let's we'll go through it all. Now, I know Marvel's not on Netflix. It's on Disney. But yeah. still, I'd just go through it, binge watch it on my leisure on my own time um a funny story i actually got into uh the star trek discovery mm-hmm. and i watched the entire first season i watched the second season up into the last two episodes of the second season finale because the third season wasn't out yet and i did not want to be left on a cliffhanger because i was like these guys will suck if they do this to me i will be so mad So I stopped watching it at that moment.
0: Aren't you already cliffhung though? Because you didn't see the last two episodes? It's
1: weird, but one I g I don't know, it's like one I ended on my terms and one is on their terms. (laughs) It's like you wanted me to play on this and I'm not gonna let you have this this the uh have it your way, right? You don't it's not there, it's on me, it's on them. I don't know, it's weird.
0: That is, that is, that's a little weird. So oh, I, that... I actually
1: have not watched that second season of Discovery. I haven't finished it yet. Oh my god. The season is out. I haven't even done it yet. So one of these days <laughs> I'll be in the mood again and I'll be like, oh, let me recap the past two episodes. Get to this crazy, whatever cliffhanger it is. And I'll be like, oh, what cliffhanger? Season three. Done. See,
0: the, see, the other thing that sucks about that is there are a lot of series that don't get an ending. Which I get, right? The whole thing is you want to see a completed series, right? But, like, there are sometimes there are good, there are, like, moderately really good series that don't have an ending.
1: I just, that annoys me. They get, like,
0: like, Firefly. I never watched Firefly. Neither did I. But my sister <laughs> talks <laughs> about it. How do you something you've never seen? Oh, my sister talks about it all the time. My family talks about it all the time. They're like, Firefly was so great, but it didn't have an ending. And then get funded, so they, you know, they stopped yeah.
1: it. I just like a show where you can, like, pick up anywhere and kind of get, understand what it is. Or and it's not only that, but like, if you're a friend that's like, hey, you should really watch this show, aka Eunuch. Watch this show, it's Division. If someone was like, Trent, you should watch this movie, I'm like, Alright, I can block out an hour and a half of my day. Yeah. Watch my movie. I watched it, yeah. When you're like watch one Division, it's like, oh let me block out eight hours. <laughs> what? You want me to watch what? And then yeah. it's like, oh that's just the first season. You just wait until next, you know. It's just—it's just so much time, and it's almost like—I—I I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess if you're hooked and that's what you're into, mm-hmm. you watch it. It's just like for me, it's like—I bet <laughs> my life is distracted with so many other things. <laughs> Not—I'm say, not—not saying by any means that I'm more productive doing other things. I just there's other things that pique my interest. Yeah. And when I get to the point, I will probably watch it. I just will watch it when I'm in the mood <laughs> to watch it versus when everyone else is watching it.
0: I'm just gonna say this real quick, that the thing is hilarious is you're talking about like time and everything else. But like when when I'm watching it as it comes out, it's a half hour. So I'm watching a half hour out okay. of my day, and then I go on with my life. The only reason it's eight hours is cause you wait to watch the entire series after it comes out because of your first thing, which is not wanting to control your time. Which I'm kinda like it's a catch twenty two, isn't it? Because that's you deciding that, not them making you do it. So I don't understand that, but whatever. To each his own, Trent. To each
1: his own. You make a valid point, but maybe it's just, maybe I'll set like a week of work off or something. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just never leave my couch. We'll see. <laughs> or maybe I'll start watching it like at nighttime before I go to bed. Who knows? Okay, so, know. okay. You've seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, yes, but believe it or not, the last season I didn't watch. Holy shit! <laughs> <Terrence>! <laughs> For that same reason, I won't do it. I, I oh uh, my gosh! I didn't watch it. I
0: mean, I don't think you really need to watch it. No, I, watch I actually it? no. And just I, leave actually, it where it is. Yeah. It's probably
1: like great. It was. It got well. Not only that, but like again, yeah, I think it was well written. I loved the music. I loved everything about it. I just, I would hear an A. I mean. People would tell cliffhangers that work all the time in places. And you'd be kind of like, I already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You kill him. He kills him. He kills her. He kills her. This guy kills this person. This one kills this person. This person kills this person. And then you keep going, you know, death, death, death. Die, die, die. Yeah. Until one person is the ruler. See, but it's, like, the thing is, is, like, I think what makes
0: it interesting is, like, the journey of, like, how you get there. Because, you know, you know, like... I guess this is what makes Game of Thrones so good is that you think about, you know that somebody's going to have to be in charge in your mind. But then the whole element of the White Walkers means that nobody could be in charge in the way you think. Yeah, I guess you're, right. Like yeah. like maybe you're thinking, oh, all oh, the Lannisters, they've, they've, they've had the football all the way down to the final finish line. They're almost there, the touchdown. And then they get tripped by like, I don't know, the Starks or something like that. And then they start to pick up the ball, and then they they score a touchdown or a touchback or whatever, right? But in the end, before they can score, it's like freaking. I don't know why I'm using football analogy, but before they can before. before before they can get there, the you know the the game is canceled entirely because of the fucking of a free, ble, blizzard or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you like you like you're you have an idea
1: you're of. you what you're explaining is you're expecting what's happening on the field to be the cause of the what's gonna happen. Yeah. And it comes from a completely separate. Yeah, because you're keeping everything on the field. Yeah. But
0: but then you don't you're not thinking about that the field might not even be relevant. Got it. Because okay. of what like what's outside of it. And I think that's I think like Game of would have been very boring had not had it not been for the White Workers. Because it would have been very traditional. I mean very boring in the traditional sense of a TV show where you know somebody's gonna have to win this. Yeah, that makes sense. But you never knew, you never knew who was gonna get it, and you and because of that being up in the air, and you had this like ominous like supernatural event in the background where you're like, oh, I don't even know if this is all gonna matter because that might take over everything. I think that's kind of not to kill the ending for you, but I think that's kind of what killed the series. Already that, killed it.
1: Don't worry, you're fine. Yeah, I think
0: that's what killed the the series, <laughs> is because a lot of people like wanted that. I think I think like you're talking about you knowing how the story is supposed to go. I think a lot of people wanted a different type of story, and they got not that. Yeah. Right. And so they were uh, disappointed by how unimpressive the end, the ending was. Okay. And not only that, but also with the way it ended. They're also frustrated with that as well. So, yeah, I mean,
1: okay, no. I want to give the like, TV shows credit where credit is due, though, because I also, <clears throat> I talk about I like, don't watch shows because I don't want to do it. But I, you, know, I also don't watch shows because I don't want to get hooked <laughs> because it's like almost like yeah, and it goes down to like because then I'll like be sleeping that night. You like, I want to know what happened. I want to know this, and I and I don't like having like that much. Like I, it's hard. Like it. It's hard for me to focus on other things if I keep thinking about a particular show. So in order to keep it from happening, as I try to avoid them, until I feel like I have enough control that I can do it on my Dude, own. I, I totally. It's I, weird. I don't know. I totally
0: know. do that all the time. Though, like, like when I'm watching
1: something, I get
0: like, I get like super obsessed with whatever
1: it is. Yes, if I start, that's the thing with binge watching. I completely. Yeah. But then you're like, oh my god! I'm like, that's all I can think about. Like, what is going on? And you have to like, you have to like forcefully like pull yourself away from it. I mean, I, I don't know how far you go into it, but I kind of like it. Like
0: with the, with this car thing, like I'm so obsessed with this thing. Okay, so, well, and I kind of forget about like the fact I do okay. photography and other stuff <laughs> because I'm like cars, cars,
1: cars. Spend all my money on this. Is thing. not a photographer. I don't know. <laughs> the, oh, oh. So you do like when you're when you're repairing a car, you're just like what year is it like from jumanji you know when he comes yeah, out yeah doesn't know where he's been yeah is that it is that your what i do it? yeah okay, I come out come out like yeah. robin williams pretty from much. working he's on this out. one car
0: i've worked on not you know not to make it sound like i have like a bunch of cars sitting outside or something <laughs> this is like, like this, this is like the first time i've actually for real
1: done this yeah. as an adult i don't think it's bad to obsess over something if it's something productive this is my opinion but sometimes, when you're like, this sounds weird, but like, I get when you're like, if you're, if you're watching a documentary, you're learning something that you're retaining information that's coming in. Sometimes, I'll be sitting watching TV, and I know I've been sitting there for like two, like, let's say two hours, and you think to yourself, what if the TV wasn't there? I would literally be staring at a wall for two hours. <laughs> like, that's literally that is what I am doing as a human being. I'm staring at this wall. So if you if if an alien landed on this planet and had no idea what television was, they'd be like, "Why do humans stare at walls a lot?" So I I always feel like if I'm gonna watch something, I almost I don't want to say like I feel obligated to, but I I kind of feel like I have to watch something that's gonna be like mentally beneficial, so, and not so much for entertainment purposes.
0: But you know, you you uh, you have a lot of people have a lot of different ways than yeah. mentally they gain mental benefit. Benef, benef,
1: benef. Mentally beneficial, yeah.
0: Yes, they gain mental mental benefits. I was trying yeah. to figure out. Well, but some people
1: like you do it's unwind. Like that's also mentally a benefit. I just, <laughs> I just I, it's almost like I'm like self aware that I'm just staring at a wall. Like it's just like a weird thought that like this is me now. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that's why it's like different, right? Yeah, but somehow I don't feel the same with the computer, and that's just me staring at a wall with a mouse in my hand. Exactly.
0: Well, you also have to, like, take part. You know? I mean,
1: you too, you too, you If you do nothing with the computer, then
0: it just, uh, it just sits there and That's doesn't do One's interactive
1: and one is just, just watching. Okay, I see.
0: Yeah, so I kind of, I, I, I get that one a little bit. But, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, you have the experience of using electronics or watching TV or something like that. And that is a mental experience. But then you have the experience of doing something, which is like a mental and physical one, right? Like you can sit there, like today, with the sun and stuff, when we were getting food, sitting outside with the sunset to me, it was like a different type of experience because I'm just like, I'm sitting there really relaxed because it's like, oh, it's gorgeous outside. The weather is actually pretty nice, kind of warm. It's sunny after it's been rainy for like a couple of days. And, like, this experience of having, of physically feeling this air hit me, and, like, you know, just being relaxed physically is a good experience for me. But I can also watch something on Netflix that's stupid and get, like, a mental, like, lesson from it. Because, you know, like, when you were a kid, you watch stuff and, like, it had morals and yes, stuff. So yes, like, so so they had And you would learn. Learn, yes. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. would learn from them. I mean, a lot of movies and TV shows now don't have them, which is why I think... Our society's screwed. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned everything from that stuff as a kid. You know,
1: I would agree. I, I would agree with that. Like, I mean, you think of, like, Captain Planet. Like, afterwards, it was like, remember to recycle, kids. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, the, and all these, then... like, good things that you'll... Yeah, I get what you mean. Well, and
0: for adults, you had a lot of, like, nonchalant ways they would throw it in. You know? It'd, yeah. it'd be like... It'd be, you know, like... What was it? The movie The Family Man? With, uh... I... It's gonna... Peace me out a little bit. I can't really remember. You're making it. me forget now too. Hold but my my dad, I went to see that movie in the theaters with my dad, and um, he like learned a lesson. Or even even like um, like like the dude as symbols of a movie. It's yes. Nicholas Cage, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly.
1: Tia Leone? Yes. Go up. Tia Leone and Don Cheadle. Yes.
0: Yes. And he learned a lesson at the end of the movie, right? And that changes his perspective of what he thought the entire film, right? So there are a lot of movies like that. And I, it's weird because I feel like I know when that stuff stopped happening and it's kind of crazy. Like it's it literally stopped happening after like 2003, like 2003, 2004 is when like, I feel like movies started like not entertaining me as much. And I think it has a lot to do with 9-11 to be honest with you. Okay. And the mindset that people had. In the country after that event, but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like a theory in my mind You, think it's, you don't think it's because you got older <laughs> as well and you changed? Well, I think that I changed but at, in, in that time period of 2004,
1: I was like What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I I, well, I yeah, I was like I was still a little kid. At the well, time. I, yeah, but age aside, though, you don't. You talked about how society changed a whole due to nine eleven. Mm-hmm. But I would think that it would affected you as well. It Yeah, I
0: mean, it would affect me, but I didn't realize the effects of nine eleven until like two thousand ten. Like, like, okay, like, so put it like this: when nine eleven happened, I was in elementary school. So all I remember is my parents coming and picking me up from school, (laughs) you know? And like, I didn't know why we had the week off of school and that was like it. I was like, Oh yeah, great. Like I'll have to go to school. It's not until like I got into like high school and not even really, maybe actually college where I was like, Oh shit, this is like a, this is like a serious thing. Like people were afraid other stuff was going to happen. Right. And like that affected that fear, especially like, I mean, like. I'm an American. You're an American. We know America walks around with its dick in its hands. Like, nobody can touch us, right? Like, that's a, that's a thing Americans do, right? Everybody knows it. It's an asshole thing. I'll admit it. But that's what happens. So imagine you're literally walking down the street with your dick in your hands. You're like, yeah, my dick is so big. And you walk past somebody and they are like, no. You're the smallest, weakest, most... <laughs> insignificant dick I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And then not only that, but then they punch you in the face. Right? And then you're gonna kinda feel like shit. Like you were so cocky before because everybody kept telling you you had I
1: don't know why my knowledge are really weird. You just want to go into oh I'm so well in doubt is what you're trying to say. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so after that (laughs) happens, you know (laughs) after that happens, like you you you're deflated. From thinking from thinking of yourself the way you did before and because of that like you have this complete different Like take on stuff. You look at the world different everything becomes a threat. You're afraid of different things happening, right? And the thing is is like even if I myself Did not know about that the effects of my if I my family my sister who's six years older than me, you know or my my mom or you know my dad like they were more on guard because yeah, that of that, and that to me, that's gonna change how on guard I am, regardless of uh, whether I know what happened with 9-11 that or makes not. Sense. And so I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like because that because I, I think a lot of Americans' mindsets change from this like life is so heavy go lucky right to like oh shit, who knows when the next threat is? I'm worried about my neighbor, patriot act type stuff. Like right? everybody's freaking out about this. You have this whole cultural difference and I think a lot of that came down in the movies. I think a lot of films got very cynical. Like you you started getting this whole like like even horror movies got worse. They got scarier. They got more jarring. Things because things became more
1: real, I guess. Exactly.
0: Right? Okay. And and you in the, the whole effect that you had to have was like, Oh, it's not scary if like Jason's just chasing you.
1: Now he has to be popping up out of nowhere. And like and like blood splattering everywhere yeah. and you're missing two limbs. Yeah, and exactly. still running away. Exactly. You know? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally.
0: Yeah, and so you had to have, you had to like raise the fear factor because people were already afraid. So it's like if I'm already, and, and the thing is like fear is not like a I'm afraid thing. You're, you're not necessarily aware you're afraid. Fear can just be. Extra defense. Like sometimes people who are fearful are angry. Sometimes people who are fearful are sad or, you know, like they people handle fear differently. Yeah. So it may not, when I say that, I'm not saying that people were quivering in the corner because they were afraid. I'm saying that like their reaction to what happened and, and their reaction to the general unknown about what was happening next led to this kind of mindset that was like more fearful than it was. Carefree. Okay, and I think that contributed. I mean I went really wide out to explain this but I think that's contributed to like why a lot of films kind of lost that moral luster and to me Like that was one of my favorite parts of films, right like watching Ferris Bueller's day off where he like Where like Cameron had a realization or you know um, in, in dealing with his father like to me that was something that I watched that game substance from his character right and realizing in um the breakfast club when they when they Mm -hmm. all came in one way Mm -hmm. and they came out a different way i feel like, like there's so much substance to those movies because you got more than just watching a film and because of that you kind of it contributed to your lifestyle but now, it's like, if I'm taking that same type of, like, frame of mind of learning stuff from movies, my mindset right now is just fucking chaos. Like, movies are chaotic. And, and how, no matter how good Game of Thrones is, what, what are the characters like most of them? They're most of them, they're fucking afraid. Like, you look at, like, what happened with, like, uh, the Starks and their family. Like, they're afraid. Like, for the entire thing, they're cowering or they're hiding or they're fighting but then they get betrayed. So it's like, what is if you're somebody experiencing all this stuff, like if yeah. I was if I was a physical person in this world experiencing everything that happened in that series, what type of person am I gonna be? I see all this stuff happen, I see fucking yeah. dragons and white walkers and everything like that, and I'm like that one guy who just happens to be in every fucking location that all of a sudden is happening at. And then now I'm like fucking hiding in Dorne or something in a fucking Robe over my head in the corner because I'm just like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going out and like, <laughs> I'm not going out there because it's so, terrifying, you know. Sorry, that was like a tangent, too many so That's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. in about a month. Exactly, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. It yeah. just it interests me.
1: Hmm. That's definitely weird. That's a that's a very interesting take on that. I haven't thought about. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. I don't know. I don't even know where that came from. (laughs) I see see, see you thought deeply on this. Many, many, many hours over time in the shower. (laughs) Hmm, movies. You know why?
0: (laughs) Exactly, dude. Oh. Holy crap.
1: We've been talking for a while.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: necessarily
0: have... uh... Dude, masks
1: suck. They do, um, yeah, and um, I
0: like. Yeah, can you uh, can you show us? let give us your ASMR.
1: I'm getting really close to the microphone, and now doing this.
0: That's, That's so creepy.
1: Kind of is. If I was, if you were laying in bed <laughs> by yourself and there's dead silent. I mean, you can. I guess you can be sleeping in bed with anything. Like, just the point is, it's silent in bed. I don't want to be like, if my spouse is here, I can't be by myself. If you were laying in bed and it's dead silence around you and you heard. I don't know about you, I'd be turning the light on. Light has to come on, I have to figure out where it is. Because
0: you, you'd be thinking, this is a cicada. There's, I mean, mean or a or, uh, centipede. Why are cicadas? Yeah,
1: okay, centipede, yeah. I mean centipede. <laughs> so why yeah. are cicadas coming back into this? I don't know the last time they <laughs> made that noise, <laughs> but you're probably right. Yeah, you'd be like, it's a centipede. I mean, yeah. Maybe it's a rat. Who knows? Dude, in that
0: house I was in before, there were mice in there. There were mice, there were big bugs, there was everything. What do we define a big bug? So we call them water bugs, but they look like huge beetles. In our house, we call them the married couple because they always showed up in twos, they're always together. And and it would be terrible. It was like date night or something. Yeah, <laughs> that. Oh It'd be terrifying when you didn't know where the other one was because like you'd see one and you're like, wait a minute, there's always two of them. <laughs> like, and so you're looking around like, fuck, where is mm-hmm. it? And it's like standing closer to you. That like you're opening because it, it would be in the bathroom, so you'd open the bathroom and there. Was, it was one of those old houses that had the, uh, you know, like the furnace in the wall. So it has like an empty space underneath the furnace that was just ominous because it's like dark. You That's what's scaring me as a child. Like, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So, you know, you walk in the bathroom and you see one of them under that thing. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay, well, I'm used to this now. I've seen you like a hundred times. Whatever. But you're like, wait a minute, where's the other one? And so you like have to peek your head in the bathroom to see where it's at. And it'd be like, yo, like, where is it? Where is it? And you look down by your left foot. And it's like next to your left foot and you're like, oh, sh-.
1: you know, so, yeah. Uh, do, they, do
0: they move fast when
1: you startle them or they just kind of hang out by you? What do they do?
0: They're just kind of, they're kind of lethargic. They kind of hang out. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, they kind of like mosey along, but uh, I think, because the thing is, is actually that's a lot because you would go get some and try to kill them. And then they wouldn't be there when he came. So they're back.
1: smart enough to know that you were coming for them.
0: Yeah, because usually you go in the bathroom. is dark. You can't light on Like, oh shit. Okay. You know, and they. So they scatter, on. kind
1: of, in this sense. Yeah, okay. but
0: it was just—it was really annoying because you have to go sit in the toilet, and it's not right next to the furnace. So if you had to like go number
1: two, you know, what we're talking about when you are most vulnerable, like the <laughs> thing, when you're your most vulnerable. What was the? What did I say? I said like you're in the bathroom. And that's exactly what happens. So I mean it be the
0: same way. I used to go to the bathroom with my feet on the uh, the shower. You know, the, the, <laughs> the bathtub. The God. bathtub. I used to I used to put my feet up and I had to go, you know, just, so they, <laughs> just so they couldn't like run across it's just I don't understand the like fear or or whatever of bugs when they touch you. I don't get yeah. it. It's
1: like yeah, they don't they're not gonna kill you. They're not gonna hurt you. It's just the idea that there's something live crawling on you. Yeah. And a, I guess, I don't know, I guess if someone, I guess if you're like, if you're already like ticklish or something, you're on edge, it's just enough to startle you. Yeah. And you're like almost being, you're almost afraid of being startled, I guess. You almost fear that more. Yeah. And then when you find out what it is, then you're like, ah, and then once it's over, you're like, well, that, why did I, like, your journal your adrenaline's like through the roof, your heart rate, your heart's racing, and it's like this little, like, quarter sized thing that's like literally sent me to it, to like, into shock <laughs> just now. It's just funny because like you can't make fun of
0: elephants and mice anymore. You, you know can't. No, exactly. You know, humans are like ah stupid elephant, ha, ha, ha. and then now you like look, look, see a little blog and you're like ah, you freak <laughs> out.
1: It's <was laughs> <Three>, like seriously. <laughs> three, three days ago, I was at work and I was grabbing uh some of my stuff, and I had something in my peripheral. And when I say peripheral, not like not like side peripheral, but like. You're, I like mean, looking off in the distance, and the peripheral vision I see is like something blurry closer than what my eyes are focusing on. And I blinked, and there was a spider dangling from the ceiling in front of my face. Yes. And I'm at work, so you kind of have to be like, okay, don't want to freak out, man, because people will see me. This will spread. So <laughs> I was like, um, and I kind of had a little like, oh. And I turn around, of course, like no one, no one's here. No one saw that. Okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. And part of me is then you get that guilt of like, do I kill you or do I not kill you? So I'm like letting it crawl away. I'm watching it like, it, like it's on the web and it was like crawling over to the onto the wall and just climbing up the wall. And as it's climbing up the wall, I'm going, that was terrifying for me. And then I'm going, what the people who work here are more afraid of, of spiders than I am? And I do know some co- of my coworkers that literally, if you tell them there's a spider, and they will freak out and have to leave the room. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, with my finger, kind of reached out to where I thought the web was. Hoping I wouldn't hit the web, actually. I, my goal was not to hit the web. I was hoping I didn't hit it. So I was like, please don't be there. And sure enough, I do, and it gets pulled down, almost comes back over to me, and it gives me a little, another freak out, <coughs> but it lands on the floor, and I kill it. And then... Of course, I have to be macho, so you go tell everybody I just killed a spider in the other room, and so the people who are afraid of spiders are very happy that you told them you killed it. Um, and I, I left the part out of I like I'm a six foot six, you know, tall man that almost had a like a freak out. Over a tiny like I'm gonna say insect, but it's an arachnid, right? And that's what I said to one of my <laughs> some of my friends.
0: Arachnid signs, sounds a lot more deadly than uh, than it actually is. It does, doesn't it? it Ar- like, it's like it sounds like an alien.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, uh, like oh an <laughs>
0: arachnid. Oh <shh>. what's that <laughs> Oh, it's just a spider. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no.
1: yeah, it just means you have eight legs. That's all it means. Exactly. You're so Wait, eight. is that seven legs No. <laughs> He's <laughs> like freaking out. Yeah, it is kind of, It is. It actually sounds kind of. Yeah.
0: Also, you said like you know, it was more macho, but isn't it kind of like borderline macho? Kind of like you know, you're like. It's not. It's not like you fought off a tiger. You're like, yeah, I, I killed a spider. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're
1: like that's right. What? Got a spider. Gotta go wipe this off my shoe. <laughs> it's kind of. Hilarious. Come to you, oh Trent, you're so macho. I'm so macho. It's so <laughs> great. <laughs> oh man, damn, dude, this is a lot. You you think it's gonna be hard? You're like, I can't talk for this long. What do I have to talk about? And then you realize you're just a really talkative person. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I apparently have a lot to talk about. I think I think it works as
0: long as like you, <laughs> which I didn't do. As long as you stay on topic. Yes. Like if you if you can like or if you can bring it bring it back, I think it works
1: I think it works a lot better. You want us to bring it back? So when that spider was crawling around, <laughs> I realized that I was out of my element with spiders around me, because I'm not used to having spiders around me. Speaking of elements, oh how is that car going? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you, you do this in real life and you're doing this on the podcast, right? Really? As soon as I heard the word element, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's, come, it's coming back to the element.
1: You, you, just, you just told me you wanted to take it back. So uh, yeah, that no. was the shortest path that I can find is some sort of dry dad joke.
0: You're, you're full of dad jokes. I know, right? Anyway, the element is great, Trent. It's great. And I will probably keep her forever, to be honest. I mean, I don't know about forever, but as long as I can keep it. I don't see a reason. And for, the, for what it does, the space, yes. And at some point, I want to get another car I can mess around with. Like a, I told you before, like an Audi TT.
1: Stick <laughs> <Six> shift. <laughs> this after you fix this car or are you are going to be doing two at the same time? No, no. After I fix this car, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have I don't have money for that. I have
0: five cars. They all partially work. Yeah, but I've, I literally did. I found so many inexpensive cars online that you can tinker with now. And, yeah,
1: uh, and so the, more confident now that you can fix them.
0: Yeah, well, and the thing is, is like a lot of things that sound scary, like blown head gasket, loose ball bearing, you know, or whatever. I'm not ball bearing, but you know, uh, ball joints and all this other stuff. I don't tell them that's scary, but you know what I'm saying. Well, you're they like, do when you say it like that. You
1: can be like, Kitchen, <clears throat> so that'd be scary. It's like, <laughs> just exactly, yeah. the like, way you say it.
0: Exactly. You're, you're like, oh, man, this is going to be so expensive. Or you go to the dealer and you're like,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: we took a look at your car. Yeah, you're going to need entirely new tires. Like, oh, shit, how much is it going to cost? five hundred per tire. Like, really? Why is it five hundred per tire? And they're like, Oh, uh, you know, we use a special brand. It, it comes with a six year warranty. I'm like, done. The warranty is pointless if I'm not gonna ever use it, right? You know. I, they they always try to throw the warranty. And I was doing the transmission right. thing. They were trying to throw the warranty. They're like, yeah. I was like, So how much is it gonna cost? He's like, Well, with a four year warranty and uh you know a complete rebuild of, you know they preface it first yeah, like they're trying it. to preface yeah.
1: like the expense this tire rubber comes from a tree that only grows on the tallest peak of the tallest mountain exactly. in the world and only one man can get there exactly and he only has a backpack to bring so, it back. so because of the effort he goes through to get this for you Gonna
0: be $10,000 <laughs> per tire. <laughs> like, you know? And that, that, that pays for him
1: and his family. His
0: yeah, family. exactly. But a little on the side for us. Actually, Jen, I do have, a, I do have like a little, a little thought. Mm-hmm. Like kind of, I want your opinion on. Oh. So there's, there's there's like this opinion on, and we talked about, we touched on it when we were talking about the element before. Okay. But this opinion on like, people being experts on something and them being the best, like, like, basically an expert is the best person to go through for the sources of information. But the internet and stuff now, do you feel like that is, that is true? Because like I said, I learned a lot of my stuff from the internet. It doesn't mean I'm any better or than a person who didn't, but I'm just saying if it's out there to be learned, like that whole thing that at my previous job that I didn't like of, we can teach anybody to do this thing. Yeah. Right. Like, do you think that is something that is killing professions or uh, makes people more qualified as much as a profession?
1: I guess you mean, I think there's, <clears throat> if you're an expert at a topic, I think that would have, my definition of someone being an expert would be someone who is knowledgeable about a particular field just within their own mind and their their own knowledge they have. And they can then share the knowledge with other people or or do a task to, to its completion or completely fulfill it. Right. But I would, what you mentioned earlier is that, you know, there's also something to be said of somebody who has access to resources, knows how to utilize those resources and takes action on that. And if somebody, if, if I'm an expert in a particular topic and I'm like, well, I have this answer right now and I can fire it off right away to you. But you know that in five minutes you can get the same answer and it requires you to do a quick Google search. I, I mean, yes, it took you a little longer, but both of us have the same information. So I, I think that the term expert I guess still to me is that who has the knowledge in the moment, I guess is what my, still my, my definition is of experts. Mm -hmm. But I think those lines are blurring to be a little more, just be the person who you think is an expert is just the most resourceful now.
0: But do you think an expert has
1: to be right? Do you have to be right to be an expert? Hmm. I mean, I'd imagine, hmm, that's a good question. Okay. No, you don't have to be. Um, But I'm using this very broad, in a broad term if you are an expert in this, is good say, I mean, I guess if you're an expert in repairing phones or watches or electronics, yes, you, I mean, you don't have to be right 24 seven, but I think you'd have to have a general idea of what an issue is before going into it or kind of have an idea. Mm-hmm. But when you're, when you're saying an expert, what if you're an expert in philosophy? The study of philosophy is not who's right and who's wrong. It's just the study of the act of deciding what is right and wrong. So that doesn't—you can be an expert in a field without actually being "quote unquote" correct. You just have the knowledge and you understand your own thought process and how you came to that conclusion. But I mean, I guess that—that's that, true.
0: Like, there's, to me, that's an abstract version of an I, I expert. I know. I went really. No no, 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 no. I get, I get, I get, <laughs> I get, I get what you're saying something. though. That's like, that's like a, you know, an expert in something like a, like a, something that is yet to be proven to be true versus like, I guess the point I'm trying to get at okay. is I, I'm trying to like, see what your point is on this and then uh, kind of attack it or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's, he's readjusting
1: <laughs> his chair
0: now. <laughs> So, but but I guess the the thought I have is that an expert is somebody, to me, like, when you repair a phone or you're troubleshooting a device or whichever else, right, you want to, to, like you said, have an idea of what can be wrong. And maybe you're wrong, right? Yeah. Maybe you're wrong about it. But, like, to me, what is not kind of acceptable for somebody who is an expert or a professional is to not have an answer for you. So, like... For example, if you are if if I'm repairing your let's let's keep it with electronics because it's easy. If I'm repairing your television, right, and you tell me my TV doesn't turn on, well you know that there's only so many things that can make a TV or an electronic not turn on, right? Something's going to be related to power, so you're going to check the cable, you're going to check the power supply, you're going to check the power button, you're going to check the the controller's power button. You're going to ask more information about how they try to turn the TV on, like. Is the you, power on in the house? Yeah, is the power on, yeah the power in the house? Or do you try to turn it on with your Apple TV, for example, but it's not working? Or right? use your elbow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like all these different ways that you like that you you know because you do this job a lot, you troubleshoot a lot. You know that you people do different things. I think one of the most unique ways to turn on a TV now is to turn it on via your Apple TV, right? Or like the
1: Chromecast. Yeah, like but you you turn
0: those things on and it turns on your television. So somebody who's always done it that way may not know that there's a power button. But then some software update comes out for your device and then bam. Now the the device doesn't turn on the same way it's used to. So now they tell you it's off or broken. Being an expert or somebody who has more information than somebody else, who like they come to you for your expertise in this thing, like I feel like if even if you don't know how they do it, you should be able to get to the point of how they do it. You should be able to come to some type of conclusion with their information and with what you what you've tried to like be able to understand why it's not doing what it okay. is all right
1: then yes, I see what you're coming at yeah so so I that? so
0: in terms of like, somebody who is like a philosopher or whichever else who's an expert in that role. I think their role of being an expert in that field is understanding the practice of what that field is, right? Like what is, what is a philosopher? What is philosophy? Right. And then how do you flex that muscle of being a philosopher in that category? Because the thing is, is what you're doing is you're limiting, you're limiting yourself to a category when you say I am an expert in X. Yeah. Because if I said I'm an expert of, of being a human, well, what does that mean? I'm an expert in doing everything that humans do. Yeah. Like, no, or, you know, that's my profession of being a human is, is being good at everything. It's like, no. So I say I'm good at this thing. And this, as long as this thing has criteria, then it's like me deciding what that thing, me like putting myself into this category of saying, I'm very good at this specific thing. So I guess in the sense of what I'm trying to get at is that like, I think that, I think with internet, with yeah. the internet and with everything else, I definitely don't think people will,
1: I think people can be, you're saying that with the internet, they have proper tools to be almost like an expert in that particular field. Yes. They're, they have the knowledge that, ha, they have the same knowledge that they have access to. Right. As someone who is an expert. And,
0: and, and I do think that knowledge is very broad. Like, I don't think it's like as, you know, pointed or as like. Focus in yeah. the tunnel as like me going to school to be this person and yeah. me learning specifically it, this thing, it might not be 100% there,
1: but it's probably like 70 to 75%. Yeah, there and
0: especially depending videos. on how you go about learning it, right? Yeah. Like you watch videos, so, you look at yeah. you know articles and all this mm-hmm. other stuff to come to the conclusion if you take the time to figure it out. Yeah, um, but you still, one of the things I think that makes the biggest difference between people who do this is the fact that the people who do it do it every day they like True. practice it um, I think that's the only advantage they have over somebody who doesn't do it is like it is years of experience or yeah the like in the field of doing yes. this thing yes but I, I don't necessarily think that you can take at face value the fact that somebody's an expert I think you need to look at the fact look at what they've done or have them True. kind of prove like yeah have them prove themselves their experience That gives you the backing to understand that they're an expert, but just because their name is in the plaque, just because they have a master's, just because of whatever, it doesn't mean that they're somebody who has more knowledge than you have in this field. It just means that they did the paperwork.
1: Yes, to get to get there. Yeah, I agree. If you are, if you just got out of medical school and some guy's having a heart attack in front of you, are you going to have the not? you, You may have the know with all of how to respond. But are you going to be able to handle the stress and take action in a timely manner that needs to be done to save someone's life? Right. Even though you had the same training as the doctor that's, you know, that might be been at the hospital for 25 years. Right. You guys both went to maybe the same school, maybe the same teachers. Well, one I, of you is like, oh, here's an, I mean, I don't want to downplay a heart attack, but like, oh, here's another one. You know, like, you're not going to, you're not going to react the same way. You're going to, you're going to know, you're going to know, gonna know you get point A, B, C, D, here it is, done. Right. So, Well, yeah, and
0: And then my, one of my friends who works in the hospital was talking about, with COVID, he was saying that the difference that is a lot of people who are coming out of nursing school, because they, they took a lot of people out of nursing school early to help. They were saying a lot of them never had the, like, I think it's, like, a few months or a year of experience actually working at a hospital before you can Like work. a residency you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, a residency. Yeah. They never had the residency, so they're, they're like, asking these people who are way through med school to come in and, like, work these machines that they don't know how to work. And a lot of times that's why they lost people is because, like, these people just didn't understand how to work them. And I mean, to me, that's very traumatic you're like, I mean, you
1: putting lives at risk. It's yeah. Thing if your TV doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. Thing. It's like grandma. We don't want to kill grandma. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and, and but it's like the experience the person who's going through med school has. Yeah. Of it being like, oh, all you had to do was like press this button yeah. to like increase the oxygen or something like that, and it doesn't work out. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's really what I'm saying in yeah. terms of like, it's more of an like experience. To mm-hmm. me, that makes makes somebody
1: an expert over somebody who just has lots of knowledge and that. Yeah,
0: field. or somebody who is working at a place. Just because you're working it doesn't mean you're an expert or a professional on this thing. I think, like I, I, I don't know. I use these terms are used so like casually now, but like a pro or professional to me is like somebody who's like, damn near the top of something because right? they have experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the term of like you know, yeah. you, you have like novice, you have like intermediate you know. Yeah. When you're a pro, it's like, oh, you've you've gone past all the other like levels and you're like near the top.
1: Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, so I just think I don't know. I just think it's so kinda like You're saying you're just saying that knowledge gets you so far but experience takes you the rest of the way. Exactly.
0: Okay. You have to you have to go through the experiences before you can actually in my opinion, before you can say like I deserve to be called that, an expert or 100%. a professional. That makes is, sense.
1: Now I see where we're going coming from. Yes, I get that
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of go random and then I, you know, but you, we hit the nail on the head. Back, <laughs> what matters is you came back
1: around
0: I don't know how to get to stuff without analogies <laughs> well, and, and the th- most random analogies on the football one I was like, where did this even come from? I wasn't even thinking about football. Like It just came from nowhere
1: well, a good thing you you didn't tell me how you came back because if so, I had to put another dad joke in there to bring us oh back around. Gosh. So I kept it from you. Did not have to. You're welcome. I didn't use it, um, and you brought us home. So good job.
0: I think I brought us home. In my, I can't do it. I can't do the dad jokes. Can't do it. You got to practice more. I brought us forward
1: and our four. T- no, i got going no. do okay. you got it. You need more practice. The point of a dad joke is that you shouldn't. It's not funny. That's the whole point. I know. It's that it's so stupid. You're like, why did you even say that? And then if you even get a little chuckle out of it, it's like that's why I did it. That's the exact moment. That's you just it a little that little chuckle. Just for a little chuckle to be like that. Really just happened. You know. That's kind of it.
0: I, I want you to know it's more of an awkward chuckle than it is like oh. i I'll even take an awkward. <laughs> chuckle. I'll, I'll get
1: anything I can get from that. That's fine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, I mean, read an hour and thirteen minutes. Yeah, this this is a long uh, podcast here. So, um, dude,
0: dude, it's not even that long. Uh, Some of the ones I've watched are like two hours, two and a half hours
1: long. Do people like listen them while they go to bed? Like how they're just in the background? Like how (laughs) how do do people do this? It's funny you you say
0: that because I actually do listen to them as I go to sleep. I listen to them in the car in the morning. Uh, on the way to work, and I listen to them sometimes when I'm just sitting here on my computer looking at stuff.
1: Okay, so if you were a professional podcaster, and you had a fan that said, not saying, I'm, I'm not going to say a professional podcaster, we you said a whole, it so <laughs> I was like, deep. I was like, Is you, the words are, are you like attacking Andrew me right now? <laughs> like, oh, <I'm> <laughs> Alright, never mind. If you, could you imagine that you were good at photography? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry, I should take that back. All I'm saying is, if you had a huge, if you had a following of someone who you know watched your podcast or mm-hmm. or watched, or you were a filmmaker, had a movie, and one of your fans said, "I listened to you to fall asleep at night," would you feel good about yourself, <laughs> or would you think you were boring them? I don't know. I don't know where
0: I thought you were going to go in that with the, that direction there. Um. I, I mean honestly I would think I'm kind of boring. I'm like that's what I would I'd be say. like why yeah why do you but I know I do it because it sounds really weird but sometimes I just like hearing other people
1: talk. That makes sense. Like that's people, like not you know that's why people sleep with the TV on sometimes is they like yeah a lot of people do that they like they just want the your voice they need something else going on. Yeah like yeah sense.
0: and usually I put my phone in a little charging stand and I lock the screen so it's dark. And I just listen to it, you know. And sometimes it's 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 just it's relaxing to me just to like on a low level of just hearing something in the background. I can't really do fans and stuff because so it's I, just, it's too consistent. To it's well, like, wait, here's
1: the problem with fans. Let me explain <clears> this. I do have a fan when I lay in bed, but sometimes you get so much in a zone listening to it, and what you think what you think is a white noise is actually not. Yes. You'll start hearing what, what you think is a. You start hearing like a. Which the normal human being would never hear. But it's because you're laying in bed for so long in dead silence, just focusing on one sound, and no longer sounds the same. Exactly. And then you hear something different. And then you think either A, you're going crazy, or B, you can't stop focusing on that. That's all you hear. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you're listening to something that
0: is playing, like music or something mm-hmm. that's soothing, The changes in the music allow your brain to be like, oh yeah, this is supposed to happen. This change, this variation is different. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, is, to be honest with you, I've never really had an issue falling asleep in my life. The only time I have an issue falling asleep is when I'm sick for some strange reason. I just cannot sleep. It's the worst. But, like, every other time, whether it's silence, lately my brain has been going off like crazy thinking about stuff, so... The noise helps, but
1: you know, if it's silence, I can still fall asleep. See, I'm not. I'm the opposite. Like if if it's quiet, I like hear every little thing going on around me outside the door, out the window, everything. And if I have white noise, like I said, I critique it so much <laughs> that I, I don't know. I just focus in, and I'm like, why is this noise making it? You're so conscious. critiques. And, it. And um, I'm trying to think. Oh. For example, I have a wall clock in my room. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like IKEA bot. It's not like an expensive, really nice clock, which I'm sure if I had a nicer one, I would not have this problem. But when it's ticking, one second, two second, three second, four, the first, when it's falling, going from the top from 12 down to six, counting the seconds, Mm -hmm. The volume is different than when it goes from the 30 back up to the 60. <laughs> so for 30 seconds, the clicks are louder than the other 30 seconds. And it annoys me so much when I'm trying to fall asleep. I've thought about just throwing away the clock. <laughs> but it doesn't annoy me when I'm awake. It doesn't annoy me when I'm during the day. It's only when I'm laying in bed and focusing in on it. And, you- I, and now that I know it's there, I can't unhear it. Do you use the clock bed? I do. Do I you actually time. look at it for time? I do. Um, geez, when I, at night time, I usually have my phone on a charger. Mm-hmm. And I have a king-size bed. And it's also... Okay, I'm just, I digress, but you'll see where I'm going with this. Um, I There's something to be said about a king-size bed. I have a king-size bed because I am 6'6". And I growing up, I had, like, a twin. And then I had, like, a queen. I sleep diagonally so my feet don't stick off the edge of the bed, right? Mm-hmm but you kind of build the same habits. So I have a king size bed and guess what? I sleep on the same side every night. I don't even sleep on the whole thing, mm-hmm. which is weird. I, the reason I got the clock is that if I'm laying, if, if like a normal person would, hopefully if I'm normal, be laying in the middle of the bed, I would not be able to reach my nightstand and therefore I couldn't reach my phone. So I wouldn't be able to see the time if I needed to. So I use the clock, which is literally up in front of me across the way above my television. But because I sleep literally on the same side every night, my phone literally is like, oh, it's right here. But if you can't sleep, the the last thing you need is some bright light in your face to see the time. And you feel you're being blinded because an iPhone, any, any smart screen, anything, computer screen, you turn it on in the night and you're just like who did this to me and why (laughs) why why do you hate me so much um but it's also nice when you use like at home I have um an Amazon Echo and I sometimes I'm just like Alexa what time is it and she'll be like it is 3.05 and then I'm like oh thank you and you didn't light up I mean you have a little light a little ring on there but it's not enough the light isn't startling to me because yeah. it's just a ring, it's not like the whole screen. Yeah. I mean usually the Alexa. Do, I can ask my phone, I can do other things, but the uh the Alexa helps me more because it's less jarring with the light change. Sure. And then I don't even hold my eyes. You just keep your eyes closed and you just it's like you're just asking someone, you know, like, Hey, hey there's this guy next to me over here, hey. Or my neighbor, I'll yell at the window, What time is it? and see if someone responds, you know? Yeah. It's kinda like that. I mean, you know, I, 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 I get it.
0: <laughs> I also just put my, my watch next to my I stand. When I bump it, it lights up and it's
1: not that Oh, uh, no, because that requires more movement for me. I don't want to do it. <laughs> it sounds weird. Like, I'd rather use my vocal cords than move my light. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound weird. I'd rather use my vocal cords, too. Yeah, but like... when you're really tired, you do not want to use those. <laughs> like, I'll be laying in bed like, Alexa. And then, like, <laughs> like, she doesn't respond. I'm like. She still isn't responding like, God damn it, Alexa! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess I get it. It's kind of weird, though.
1: It is, but that's kind of what it is. So, so maybe if I get into the habit of using that. You can get rid of the clock. I'll get rid of the clock. And then every 30 seconds, I won't freak out when I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, I mean, if it's not helping you sleep, you probably should get rid of it. Well, I don't notice it every night, but when I, it's only when I'm like laying there and like zone out and think about it. It's I can't <laughs> explain. It. It's weird. It's just strange.
0: Your your mind goes to weird things when you're trying to
1: sleep. That's exactly what it is. I'm
0: just trying to sleep. Oh wait, no, there's my problem. my
1: brain. When you're trying to sleep, is like the hardest because my brain likes to wander. I'll be laying in bed. I use this example a lot, but I'm going to use it in here because. Now I'm explaining it more, but it's like one second, you're trying to fall asleep. And then while you're laying there, you think to yourself, what is the average lifespan of a gazelle? The fuck? And then you have to know the answer. Do you? this is what happens to me of almost every, all, every few, every, almost every night. And then you lay in bed and then you're like, this isn't important go to sleep. And then you're like, okay. And you roll over and you go 12 years. Nah, I can't be 12 years. Maybe 15? I don't know. Maybe eight years. What about in captivity? I'm not really sure. And then you realize you've wasted like 30 minutes trying to fall asleep, trying to guess an age of a gazelle, when all you had to do was turn on your phone, Google it, get the answer, and go back to sleep. So what do you do? You get up, you go, okay, da, 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 and you find the answer. I'm actually doing it right now because I think it's important right now. Mm-hmm. Average lifespan of a gazelle uh average lifespan a gazelle 10 to 12 years <coughs> so i actually was right but if i didn't know this i'd be laying in bed wondering and analyzing my own thoughts of what i thought was the closest right so now i'm like cool i can go to bed now so you roll over wrong how long do beavers live i don't know let me find out this is, goes on this happens a lot
0: what the hell because i think
1: of the most random things when i'm laying in bed and have no idea why, and they all of a sudden become more important than sleeping.
0: Be, we and can, then by
1: morning, you don't remember what you were thinking about. But you don't. You can't like switch your mind to tasks
0: instead of being like, okay, so like I'm excited about going and getting this vinyl record at this place in Maryland this week. And it's like, okay, so how many vinyls should I get? Blah 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 blah. You can't like switch your mind to that.
1: Oh, I can, but then I have to build a list on my phone of what I should forget, and then, I have to really, <laughs> then you go, then you start thinking what groceries I have to pick up tomorrow, and then you're like, hmm, did I fill my car? When is my car registration up? And then I start going off on like a complete productivity thing on the other side. Oh, so like nothing, nothing with me is like just one and it's done. It's like if I start one thing, I go off on a completely different. Now area. is this because you had caffeine before you to sleep? <laughs> it has happened before but no. I usually um, I so I've had I try to not have caffeine after like 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. after 3 and I usually go to bed uh, my average like so I at home sometimes I get home maybe we go to bed around like 10 or 11 so 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 like 8 hours later so no usually it's not usually caffeine what keeps me up is if my oddly enough and it's funny being from somewhere it's hotter than here but because of the humidity. I find that <laughs> I had a Nest thermostat on my uh my house in Vegas and I realized that when my bedroom hits 70 between 72 and 73 degrees on the dots, my dreams get very vivid and it keeps me awake at night. <laughs> it's <just> really <laughs> weird. It's like your brain is triggered so so the colder I have it the more less likely I'll wake up and have weird weird dreams when I wake up so my bedroom right now is probably 67 here yeah. and it's nice and cold and if it's colder I usually sleep better um, and so that's one thing two would be I try not to be the person to, to look at technology right before bed when I can, if I can put it down and just lay in darkness for a while it helps um, it's harder Easier said than done. It's hard to do um, because, I mean, you, you know, people are generation 10 more night owls. Mm-hmm. So when you put your phone away and your phone is pinging, 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 because all your friends want to reach out to you, and you are someone wants to text you and you're just like, ah, oh, I don't want to be that guy. It's like, I'm in bed, I'm going to bed. And you're right. Like, it's like 11 o'clock and you're like, you feel like you're the one going to bed early, um, unless you have to be up early in the morning. So it is easier said than done to have the phone off, and not being used. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what I have to do. Because <laughs> if not, then I have to, again, organize my day for the next day. I am more productive when I'm trying to go to sleep than I am while awake normally during the day.
0: I mean, I'm definitely more productive at, like, 2. No, no,
1: no. no. I mean, day. like, while I'm trying to go to bed. Like, while I'm trying to go to bed is the only time I want to do everything else besides the task at hand, which is go to bed. And then, the longer I delay and do other things and not go to bed, i I'm, and the word's not panic, but you're like, like, you, it's almost like you're like, you don't do this, go to sleep. And then you're like forcing yourself to go to bed. So then you don't want to do it. It's, it's all a mind game. <laughs> it's all a it mind game. Really Going to sleep when you have some part of insomnia or mind wandering, it's just a small form of torture. That's all it is. It definitely is. A small yeah. thing. I could, I could totally see that. That's it. I mean,
0: the weirdest, the, I feel like the weirdest shit happens to you when you're trying to go to sleep.
1: Yeah. Centipedes. <coughs> yeah. yeah. We, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. This is all, and then the centipedes all has what happened. Because this is, the gazelle thing happened, well, the, my bedroom's like 73, because my, by the way, my old apartment that had the centipedes, the, the, instead the building was built in like the 50s or the 1950s or 1960s. And the AC is on full blast. So all I want it to get to is 72. Mm-hmm. And it's like 78, and the AC was on all day and all night and all day and all night and all day and all night. Dude. And I literally would lay in bed going, one of these days I'm gonna wake up and my air conditioning will be blown, I can't, and this is gonna suck. I can't. So do it. my AC is on full blast. My bedroom is 78, 80 degrees, which is already uncomfortable, and I can't sleep. And I know that the minute it goes past midnight, little dinosaur creatures will start crawling on my walls. And maybe on to me. That's probably why they were there. They are like, oh, it's so warm. And you're so That's nice. the problem. Because I found out that when I would get <coughs> in the springtime, with although there are some, if I brought the temperature below 70, I, I didn't see as many. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if the connection was, hey, it's springtime there's not as many out there. But I noticed that when my bedroom was colder, I saw less of them. Yeah, because they're like, it's too fucking cold. That's what I'm thinking, too. So you're like, so my AC's on full blast and it's not helping. And I have centipedes on my walls, and I can't sleep, and I'm uncomfortable trying to go to sleep. It's just you can't win. Yeah. Well, you were talking about
0: temperature. I cut the ACM from my nest downstairs because it was 71 degrees near. here. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with the with the temperature. I need to be fucking freezing. Remember, I don't know if you were here a few years ago
1: when we had the nor'easter. Yes, in the power of oh, my power went out. Well, I had no power outages, but my old apartment used to have power outages like every few months for like.
0: You three. had no power
1: outages? No, I said I, in Vegas or here? Are we here in Vegas? No, you know we, I've been here for four and a half years. So the, we had an O'Reaster a couple years ago, didn't we? Or are you talking about older and, like longer than that?
0: I think we had two. Yeah. But well, one that hit Northern Virginia specifically and it like knocked the power out. Oh, I don't know about that. In well, Maryland as oh, well. Okay. I don't know if out. I
1: was here for that. Okay but I did have a part where my old apartment would just randomly have power outages mm-hmm. for like an hour or 15 minutes. And I would come, I would like leave for the day and come back home. And you know, like I have Philips Hue bulbs. Yeah. So I just come home and all the lights are on. Yeah. And you look around the house, going, what is going on? Why are my lights on? And it's even worse when there's a power outage at nighttime. Cause one time I woke up in the middle of the night with every light in my bedroom turned on and tricky. down the hallway and in the kitchen and the living room. And it's just the whole thing. You're just like, what is going on? And of course, you're exhausted and delirious. You're like, what is? Why is everyone turning the lights on? Well,
0: it's, it's really so, annoying because it happens and the lights are full bright. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Cause you're
1: sitting there going like, you're you're about to go to bed. You're getting all ready, and you're like, bring it to ten percent. It's like, okay, dimming lights. And you're like, oh, it's so peaceful. And then you go to sleep, and all of a sudden it's like someone's shining a flashlight in your face. <laughs> so not a nice way to wake up. But um, I don't know if it's the wiring because the 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 apartment I live in right now is on the same property as my old apartment is just next door, and they actually tore down some buildings from my previous apartment to build the building I'm in now. And I've had not I, oh sorry one in six months, and it was maybe like I, I wasn't home. I don't know how long it lasted, but it would happen like I got like one one a month on average mm-hmm. on my previous apartment. And it, but it wasn't like a long time like I'm not like just like oh god even the power it was like oh That was a I, I, like a light would flicker off for like 10 seconds turned like on you're like Oh, I just enough for me to have to reset all the clocks in my kitchen on my <laughs> microwave on my <laughs> stove. <laughs> uh, you just have to run around and just reset everything Yeah, so it was pretty much just in more of an inconvenience than it was anything else. I mean, I'll take that over no power. I'll agree. I'd agree with Cause
0: like, that. Because a few years ago, we had no Easter here, and I think it was like, maybe like 2015 or 16 or something like that. It was in the middle of summer. It was like 95 degrees. Gross. It was 95 like at night, and you get into the hundreds in the day. It was so hot. We had no power for like two weeks. In that old house I was in, in that old house I was in had that you need to have ac units in the windows because there was no there was no central system so it used steam or something for the heat so like that's why we had the little cutouts in the bathroom so when there when there was no power it was miserable dude and you go to sleep in like 95 degree weather and you're you're just laying in bed just sweating I remember I had this little USB fan and I plugged it into my laptop and I just have it sitting there just like trying to cool me down. It didn't do anything. And I say all this to say that like after like realizing that, I realized I need to be like cold when I sleep. Like if it's cold, nothing will stop me from falling asleep. Like I can fall asleep easily. It's perfect. If it's hot, if it's... Heat is like my natural enemy. If it's hot, I can't do anything. If it gets too hot, I get like I get like heat headaches. I can't go outside. I can't do a damn thing. And especially when it gets like when it's like summer and the sun is just beating on you, like just like yeah, you know, it's like mm-hmm. stabbing you. You know, when you look out, like you're driving, uh, you're like, oh, your friends like let's go to a park. And you're like, okay, okay, let's go to this park. And you're driving up to the park. <laughs> Maybe this is almost something I experienced in my mind. But You're driving up to the park and you're like, yeah, this is a good idea at the time. Then you look at the field and you just you hear the and a little cricket or bug making the noise. And you're looking at the window and all you see is just sun on the grass. Just like super bright sun. Like, I know this is going to sound so bad, but I loathe nothing more than just pulling up to that and just being like, we're gonna be outside for a few hours in this ninety five degree weather with like eighty nine percent humidity in the middle of July slash August. You know? Like <laughs> I don't know what it is dude. I can't I can't take it. And I said this before at yeah. the beginning. I like I know you like you're outdoor dude. Yeah. I'm I'm not I mean, I will go outside. Yeah. But it's, it's something about, there's a combination of heat bugs.
1: Oh, but I'm not? Yeah, I'm not. And
0: like, bugs. and like, uh and just like wilderness, because I got allergies too. Got it. And they're evil, dude. The allergies are evil. So going to an amusement park and going outside sucks, but I'm going to do it because like I want to ride these roller coasters and water rides and stuff. But like, just going outside to like hang out with nature and the forest, like, it needs to be a day like today where it's like windy and like seventy five degrees, and now I'll be I'll be down for it. I'll be like, let's go outside. But if it if it's like if it's over eighty degrees, if we're over if we're over seventy five, Adam Adam wanted to, our nice. friend Adam wanted to take me for a hike a few times, and I'm I like, really? Adam, no. He's, he's like, what in the Philippines? This is nothing. I'm like, yeah, Adam's in the Philippines. dog. <laughs>
1: it's hot. <laughs> I um. You mentioned bugs, like we already talked about. This seems to be the theme of our, of our <laughs> talk here. But I just bought a new tent for camping. And it's REI. Mm-hmm. Got it. And it has like your, your normal area you'd lay in and zip, and it zips up for you to be able to sleep. And then there's like a vestibule. So that is it's just like a tarped area that goes. So I have my own little compartment for I'm sleeping. And the tarp extends over almost like a porch, as if like a tent had like a porch to mm-hmm. it. And then in front of it has another part, just just like a little ledge that is tarped on the floor Mm -hmm. that you put your bags in. So it's covered from the rain and the sun and everything, but it's not actually in the tent with you. It's out, quote unquote, outside, but it's still covered. Mm -hmm. And the tarp goes completely over on both sides of the tent. And so it's almost like a. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a little atrium for your tent or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but th- when I bought it, the first thing I thought about is if I wake up in the morning and I just have a whole bunch of bugs in the atrium with me, they, I mean, it won't be with me in my sleeping area, but I have to unzip my tent to get into that area to go through the next exit to get out of there, I'm going be, to be like, please come get me! Like, I don't know. I'm just going to be like, screaming <laughs> You're be buddy murder, trapped, trapped in my tent forever. <laughs> yeah, I will never be able to leave. Because I have to go through that. I don't, I don't get how you do it. I don't get how you it. Um, There's some, so when you're camping, sometimes when you're camping, you just, like, it just becomes the territory, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that, like, bugs don't bother me when I'm camping because they do, mm-hmm. but it's, you, when you go camping, you have to accept that you are in their environment, That's, they're not in your environment. Yes. You just kind of have to let that be, and I did not understand the point of bug spray until I moved here. Um, because uh, besides little gnats and things in Vegas, you really don't have to worry about. It. I mean, I've been camping and seen a scorpion. Yeah. Um, I've been camping and seen a rattlesnake. Um, but all these things, a don't want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to bite you, sting you. They just want to be left alone. Which is funny because you have more deadly stuff Oh yeah, in no, Vegas. I, absolutely in fact, my, <laughs> You're the first person to say that I actually had a joke with somebody Because I actually went to uh, Sky Meadow the, my, the first or second summer I was here mm-hmm. And I was with my sister And I was recording something on my phone And my sister's like next to me And I look down and there's a snake I can visibly see a snake slithering under a rock Right like maybe four feet from me mm-hmm. And I went Oh look a snake she was like, where's a snake? What are you talking about? Where? Where is it? And I'm like, hey, he's over there. He's just he mind his own business. And I think mean, she was more scared than I was. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that with like rattlesnakes because I actually I like rattlesnakes. And you know why? They make loud noises when you get near them. Fair enough. Other snakes don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> I actually am more scared of accidentally coming across. A quiet snake. <laughs> then I am one that's gonna be. They, at me. They just like, like If I'm gonna yeah. kill you, I'm gonna give you a warning. Yeah, like I'm a, fully okay. okay with a warning. Please give me a warning. Like last I checked, you know, you don't have like. I mean, we have black widow spiders too. A lot of them where I where I yeah, was. And and unfortunately, they don't they don't let send off warning flares when you see them. Um, <laughs> uh, but the thing with black widow spiders, um, is. I learned this growing up, but also my dad was from Phoenix, Arizona, so he grew up with him in the desert all the time. You look at these beautiful spider webs and like the Amazon and pictures on like Nat- G- National Geographic and stuff, and you're like, that's a beautiful circle. Look how beautiful that is. And then you look at like other things. I want you to imagine, like the show Hoarders, mm-hmm. I want you to imagine a hoarder spider that is a black widow their webs have absolutely no pattern design. There is nothing. They, they literally just spin this crap everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hope that something will fall into it. So if you ever see like a web, because even like funnel spiders have like a funnel. There's like, there's like, Oh, you have a little pattern. You make a little, you made a little pipe that goes back into a point And that's where you're hanging out. Yeah. Black widows is like you took silly string and just, just let it out all over the room. There's your web, so it became really easy to identify. Like, what oh, was a black widow. Why? Do you see one? No, I don't. But look, who else could have made that? That is a drunk person's web. So you're saying they just stumbled widow. everywhere. They're not artists. They're not. They are not artists. <laughs> they they uh, they don't care. They don't have any. They, well, maybe who knows? You know, like maybe they're just. Maybe they're, uh, misunderstood. They're, maybe they're too abstract. You know? <laughs> they're, just, they're just too they're just abstract artists. They don't in really the
0: future you know. for us. They are that. right. We're just, yeah, we're They're,
1: they're too hip. Um, but they, they just don't, they don't care how their home looks as long as it, um, it, it functions, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if it catches a fly and it has a home, aesthetics aren't as important. Would you say that that is far from home? I see what you try to do there. I see. Um, you told me before it was an awkward laugh. I'm not even laughing. You awkward. <laughs> laugh. You are the one awkward laughing. I just. Quiet <laughs> silence. So what benefit is that for you?
0: Uh, it's more of your eyes and your expression. Uh, okay, I get that okay. that's enough for me. All right. Fair just, enough. just the. That's fool try to take my bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then
0: I'm like, yes.
1: Yeah, I'm about to flip this table over us. <laughs> and then walk out to prove a point.
0: <laughs> well, I think an hour and thirty.
1: I think it's good enough. I mean, eight minutes. I think you've given enough. them what they want. I mean, talking about bugs. And camping.
0: And Honda Elements. And bugs. And some random tangents about professionals <laughs>
1: and, and we brought it back to bugs so I think we got we got we went a full circle there yeah we weren't that far from home actually. no actually that't we work ET would be happy because
0: he phoned home.
1: yeah he wanted to get home he just wanted to phone maybe he never actually wanted to go home maybe he just wanted to call home do you ever think about that? Yeah, they assumed for him that yeah. he wanted to go home. Yeah, like ET, phone home, like, here's, the, here's your cell phone. He's like, deuce his parents, I'm here. Bye. Yeah. Like, like, maybe, like, no, you have to go back. Yeah, maybe he really didn't want to. Maybe the whole point was just to let him know where he was, you know?
0: Yeah, they're, they're really accepting of ET now that I think about it. Yeah. Anyway, that's a. Yeah, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so mm-hmm. this is the end of this podcast and
1: discussion.
0: And discussion. An hour. See if I wait one minute, I can get a full hour forty.
1: You're trying to round it up, is that what you're trying to do here? I'm too lazy to do that. Alright, well just yeah, we don't we would we don't want to give you just pure silence because that would be mean. You know like those YouTube ones that are just
0: pure silence at the end? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Alright hey guys, I'll see you next time and
1: it's just silent yeah, we won't do that. Don't do that to them. Just just cut it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I'm right, kidding. Okay.